Coming up on this week's episode, we're talking Palace, Spurs and Leicester, plus some more Wonders of White, a quiz from Liam and Who Am I? So let's get started. Hello and welcome to a new episode of You From The Sideline Podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here as well. Hello, Liam. Hi, Chris. How are you? Bit, bit meh. This meh. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're not going to talk about it, but I mean, yeah. I mean, going twice winning, you know, in a winning position and then to throw it away, it's just a bit hard to take sometimes. Briefly, and, briefly, you were behind Aston Villa on the table. Yeah, ah. yeah, but we made sure that I didn't last very long. Uh, I got your message. <laughs> yeah. it's I mean, Emery's in charge, mate. Anything is possible. We're, yeah. we're hunting you down, but... Um, We've got a really little scrap going on, haven't we, in 10th and 11th? Because yeah. I feel like I feel like each week, even though we're, we're gaining like a point or three points, so obviously you guys did... The other teams above us are still winning, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Brentford, like Brighton. They're still winning, and they've got games in hand as well. So, um, I think less and less likely each week. I'm, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago when you know beat Leeds, I was a bit optimistic that we might actually make some sort of European competition. Um, and then the Champions League draw happened, and I thought, wow, this really. <laughs> didn't want to go in our favour at all. Um, no. Would have been lovely to be on that other side, uh, but yeah, if they go through Real Madrid first, I mean they knocked us out last year. So, uh, but one of the best games that I I've watched Chelsea in a long time was that second leg against Real Madrid. We were three 0 up. Yeah, you were going through it. Conceded, conceded towards the end. Yeah. But you know, you know it is what it is. And then obviously buy a musical Man City after that. So. But who knows? You know, you know it's over two legs, so you never know. You never know. But much rather prefer to be on that other uh, other side. Never mind. Never mind. Should we talk about Palace instead? Yeah, I was about to say we've had another another axing. Um, I mean it. Not the most ideal, you know, timing in the world. I mean, they're in a. I thought they would be all right, Palace, but week in, week out, you know, they're losing games and you know they're they're dropping, plummeting uh, down the uh, down the table. And uh, are they? They're definitely I mean, in and around. I think they're in going to be in and around that, that that bottom place. I think. I think I think second it's, it's just. They, they don't seem to have anyone lined up for it. I mean, it looks like that they're going to give the guy, the assistant, a, a chance. But I saw Roy Hodgson's name being bounced around over the weekend, and I just thought, that's just taking two steps back, surely. Um, yeah. I must say, though, under Patrick Vieira, I think Palace have looked a much better team. I think with Hodgson, they were kind of mediocre. They just kind of you know, did what they had to do and it wasn't great football but I mean he bought he's bought in some very good players and he's he's certainly used sort of the players that they already had and made them, you know, play play a lot better. They're a lot more attacking under Patrick Vieira, which, you know, might have been the downfall, you know, with the amount of goals that they're actually conceding. But 
I think without a, a solid sort of manager, I think for them it's not. It's going to be a tough end of the season. Um, yeah, and, they've been dragged back into it. I mean, I yeah, they've not actually dropped a position yet. That's how far ahead they were. Yeah, but they're now within the that group. That are with you know, they're all on twenty-seven, twenty-six points. Yeah, but I can I can understand why, but I just um, had a look at their fixtures since the World Cup. Obviously, we're quite away from the World Cup now, so it has been a bad run. But they've lost to Fulham, who are obviously doing quite well, challenging for Europe. They beat Bournemouth. They lost to Spurs. Again, they're fourth at the moment. They lost to Chelsea. I don't think anyone would excuse them, even if Chelsea are having a bad season. You know, I think if any team loses to Chelsea, we know they've got quality. They've drawn with Man United. They've drawn with Newcastle. They've lost to Man United. They've drawn with Brighton, who again, pushing towards Europe. They've drawn with Brentford, who are pushing towards Europe. Drawn with Liverpool, who are pushing towards Europe. Lost to Villa. Lost to Man City. Lost to Brighton and lost to Arsenal. That's their run since the World Cup. I think yeah. they're pretty much all top half teams, apart from Villa, who were obviously around them, and, and Bournemouth, which they won. So, yes, I can see they have been on a, a bad run. Um, but I don't think... I think he'd, he'd got enough in the bank, I think, for another couple of games. Maybe when you look... Yeah, at, well, I mean... You can, think, you can think it either way. The, the board could be saying, well, we're actually now playing teams around us, so we really need a bit of a bounce. And if they're not convinced he's the right person to do it, fair enough. But that's a really tough run for any team, I think. Well, they're, playing, they're playing every single team below them. Yeah. <laughs> Between now and the end of the season, the only two teams that they play... Um, above them are Fulham and Tottenham, but they they are literally playing Wolves, Leeds, Everton, Forest, Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Southampton. So it's not the worst running. You've got no. To, if they win two of those games, they're probably safe. Um, and out of the ten, they've got left or however many. But <clears throat> you know, we've said it before this season. Teams are getting rid of managers without a, a plan. Uh, you know, a replacement coming in. We saw Wolves do it. Okay, they've, they've moved away a little bit, but they're still struggling. Um, you know, we saw it a little bit, I think, from Leeds, but they've kind of turned it around now. It seems like they've got the right man in charge to, to at least give them a fighting chance. Saints as well. I don't really think they had a plan after Hassenhutl. They kind of stuck with Jones and, and then didn't stick with Jones. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have got someone in the background. I don't think Roy Hodgson is the way forward. It's a step backwards. You know, he'll keep them safe. That's fine. But when you, if you're looking at long term, if you're looking into next season or whatever, you know, he's late, like late seventies now, is he? He's, he's, he's old. Oh, I don't know. He, he, he said he wasn't going to take any more jobs, didn't he? And then he took the Watford job last season. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's retired twice already. So yeah, I just. It, 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 it must be worrying from a Palace fan point of view that, you know, looking at those fixtures that they got coming up, you, you would expect them to win at least half of them. Yeah. Um, the yeah. way that I know they're not playing great at the moment, but to be fair, you know, they, they started off the season pretty well under Vieira. But yeah, without a plan, it just it just doesn't really look that great, if I'm honest. And 
I think in the back of their minds now, they're not going to want to pay a manager huge amounts of money to be sort of managing in the championship. And I think the when you look at it from an outside point of view, if you are a manager, it's not it's not you know a job that I don't think is desirable with the fact the position that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they'll probably give this guy is it Paddy McCarthy. Yeah, maybe. I think they'll give him. I think they'll give him it until the end of the season and sees what happens. I mean, if he keeps them up, you know, fair play. But just you know, we'll have to see what happens. They've they've really they've really struggled going forward, basically. But I, I look at their team and I think they've got Zaha, Eze, Elise. That three there of attacking midfielders, if you like, is good enough for. A lot of teams, I think, even in the top half, to be honest, they just need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. I, I had a look at their squad earlier today. I don't think anyone scored more than four goals this season. If they had an out-and-out striker fit and in form, and you play those three players that I mentioned behind, they're a real danger going forward. It's just not worked for them this season for whatever reasons. I think they've had a couple of injuries, you know. Yeah. But, but that is a good... Attacking midfield, isn't it? That's, I mean, I, I would yeah. be with that at Villa, to be honest. They're, they're, they're three quality players, and they're, you know, Zahar, okay, I think he's nearly 30 now, but um, the other two are still in their early 20s, at least. So, yeah, <clears throat> I think the, the, the foundation is there. I just think they need a striker, and they'll be, um, they'll be a lot better. I mean, of the last eight managers that Palace have had, I mean, Vieira's win percentage was 29%, which is actually the worst other than Frank Tabor, who I don't really think we can count. But, yeah. um, I mean, they've had some interesting managers. Holloway, Pulis, Pardew, Allardyce, Hodgson. I mean, it's the... <laughs> they've, had, they've had it all. battles, isn't it? It's really, you know, yeah. Pick a manager to keep us up. and I mean... Tony Poulis had a 42% win rate at, at Palace, to be fair. So it's not like that he, you know, did a did a bad job. I had Alan Pardew, he had 40% win rate. And then they got final. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, they could have gone for Neil Warnock, but obviously he's, he's busy managing now as well. But... I don't know. I don't, I don't think Hodgson would be the right move at this at this moment in time. I, just... no, I still think they'll be safe, though. I think they'll be okay. They, they'll, well, they... looking at the games they've got left, they, you know. yeah, a couple more wins and they'll they'll still be fine. They've got more than enough quality, I think, in that team. Even defensively, they look you know a little bit better than the teams around them. So I think they'll be okay. Okay, we'll move on to Tottenham now. Well, actually. It's not actually Tottenham that we might be talking about here. It's, it's Mr. Ranty Pants himself. I mean, yeah, I've not, I've not, I've not seen a uh, a press conference, an after-match press conference, quite like that for for a long, long time. Maybe since, well, yeah, I can't really think of one. Maybe the ostrich incident. Maybe was the last yeah. press conference that I can think of that's that memorable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's still got a job. Which, I mean, you know, there, there can't be too many chairmen, people in charge of football clubs that I think would have taken would have taken that very lightly. Oh. Uh, after, I mean, uh, uh, you know, 
let's just say he didn't hold back on <laughs> on uh, on the players, and uh, I think it would have been a very quiet atmosphere at the training ground uh, if they went back today. Obviously, yeah. some of them have gone away on international duty, but the ones that had to go in. I've, but I've, I've heard that he's actually gone back to Italy uh, whilst the internationals are on. So that's never a good sign, is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it was. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with anything he said, if I'm honest. But I think maybe there's a time and a place uh, for yeah. that sort of criticism. Probably not public. And uh, probably just keep it to the dressing room. Um, I can't imagine what he was like in the dressing room after that. <laughs> no. If he was like that in the press conference, and he had a little bit of time to calm down. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, he never, never at Chelsea. He never like that. I mean, I know he was a bit of a character at Chelsea, and he kicked the occasional water bottle. But you know, I, I never, never heard anything like that from him. No, and. It's, it, like you say, it's a dressing room conversation, I think. But the, the bit that sort of got me was his insistence on saying that the club itself was quite happy not winning trophies. Yes. Um, you know, he obviously said it in different words to that, but the strong implication was we're all happy sat here not challenging for anything. Yeah, I think it's probably to do with investment as well into the yeah. squad. Yeah, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was lost in translation, but I don't think the fans. No, I, don't I don't think the fans will agree um, with that at all. But he seemed to sort of imply like everyone involved in this club is just happy to, you know, sit in fifth and, and not challenge for anything. But I, I think it probably was directed at the board. But obviously, yeah. if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be furious. I think. Well, yeah, I think I think especially after watching what happened on the pitch as well. I mean, yeah. You can't, you know, you three one up. Keep it, keep it tight at the back, and yeah, it just gets a bit leaky. I mean, they they sat back, you know, and it's not always the best thing to do. I mean, Southampton are, you know, they're in a massive dogfight at the bottom, so they they ain't gonna give up after eighty minutes and just think, oh, it's over. Um, and yeah, I mean, Spurs are it's a strange one really because they're not in. You know where they are in the league now is probably where I would have actually put them. To be fair, mm. so t- to me, it's not like that they're, you know, they're any better or any worse than what I would have expected. I mean, it's just the, you know, I mean they 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 threw away the the three points there. There's you know, <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt in that. But I mean, on the whole, they're not doing terribly. I mean, they they shouldn't have got knocked out of the Champions League. I mean. When Chelsea played Milan in the group stages, I, I thought I didn't think Milan were that great. If I was honest, I, I didn't really see what the fuss was about. To be honest, and Chelsea outplayed them in both legs quite easily. To be fair, I know one of the legs they had, they had Tamori sent off, but I didn't think they were that great. And I, I don't know if you've seen any of the Champions League, the the game on uh, Wednesday. They were just there was just nothing about them. Like attacking wise, they just they just looked happy to be one goal behind. Yeah, yeah. And we've we've said it before. We've said it before about his his tactics. About he literally has one way of playing. Yeah. And it it's it's 
100% not working. Um, because when you look back at some of the results that they've had, they probably, had they been a bit more attacking on Wednesday, they probably would have gone through. And I think there's been a few times in the league where they've just thrown, they've, they've been in winning situations and yeah. just ended up drawing or losing the game. Yeah. Um, and they they probably could be up sort of around third with with sort of Man United if you know if that hadn't happened and but yeah I mean it's, it's what you do with the manager now isn't it it seems sort of strange really I mean it shouldn't all be about him and kind of it's overshadowed what actually happened on the pitch mm. and sort of what they're going to do going forward because. I mean, if I, if, you know, if I was, if I heard a, pre- if I was one of the players and heard that at a press conference, I, you know, oh, it wouldn't be motivating to me at all. You know, it wouldn't want me to think to myself, well, I want to play for him anymore. Because to me, to me, it sounds like he's switched off and he's, he's already, you know, packed his bags. And if he doesn't get sacked before, he'll leave at the end of the season. Um, because I think his contract's up anyway at the end of the season, yeah. so I but, mean he'll go back to Italy. He'll get a decent job in Italy. For him, it's not. It's neither here or there. But I, mean, I would assume that when he took over, he probably had a, a list of players that he wanted to bring in. And you know, we all know what Daniel Levy's like with, with his money. He's not just going to throw money around. And they've just yeah. built a new stadium and. Arguably, are probably one of the best strikers in the world up front. So, I mean, if I'm a prospective employer of Antonio Conte, I'm I'm probably going to take a look somewhere else. I think after the summer, because I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to hire a manager to say those things about whatever team I'm in charge of. But I, I think you're 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 right. I think we expected them to be about where they are, but. This season, they're only where they are because Chelsea and Liverpool have been so poor. Um, That's true. You know, I I expected them to be probably at the same level as Man United and Arsenal. Um, obviously, Arsenal have defied expectations, fair enough. But if Chelsea and Liverpool have been their usual selves, let's be honest, Spurs will be struggling to qualify for Europe this season. It's only the yeah. fact that you guys have had such bad seasons means that they are where they are. As a squad, I don't think they've got the worst squad by any means. I think they've got enough to challenge for for fourth position. But I don't know. Players, like you say, will probably have heard that this weekend. It's not motivating to any of them. I'd imagine if if Conte does somehow pull this around and and manages to stay, I imagine there'll be a lot of players that uh, don't particularly like that decision and might want to leave. Oh, yeah. You don't want to hear that being said about you. So... I think it's put Levy really in an easy position. I think he's just got to say either wait till the end of the season, let his contract run out or get rid of him now. If he does get rid of him now, they've got Ryan Mason still there. You know, he he did a decent job when he was caretaker last time. I don't really think there's that much for them to play for other than holding on to that fourth position. I mean, they're out of all the other cups and things like that. Whether that's in the back of Levy's mind and he just thinks, well, I want to make sure we do qualify for the Champions League, so I'm going to keep him here for that, I don't know. But at the minute, I've got to be honest, even if he stays, I don't know how likely it is that Spurs are going to hold on to that position. No. Just, 
the players are demoralised. You, you've seen it. You know, this, this Southampton game really sums up their season. Like you said just a minute ago, how many times have they thrown away a lead this season? And, and they get, you know, they played so well for 70, 75 minutes. They were, I mean, not dominating the game, but, you know, they were, they were winning relatively comfortably and deserved to be in front as well. And then something in them switches and just goes, right, we need to just sit back. Whether that's a manager's call or whether that's just the mentality because they've obviously thrown away a few leads this year, I don't know. But to just sit back and invite Southampton on, Southampton are bottom of the league, you know, and no disrespect to them, but they're, they're bottom for a reason. And it's because they, they've not really scored enough and their defence is quite weak. So... Logic says to me, if you're 3-1 up against Southampton, keep doing what you're doing because it's worked for 75 minutes. But they just sat so deep. Every time the the ball got clear from the defence, Kane is so deep trying to pick up the ball. There was no one up there. It just kept coming back and just kept coming back. And in the end, obviously, I mean, it was a soft penalty, but it was probably a penalty. You know, he's kicked him. And... Um, yeah, you've got to say that really for the last sort of 15, 20 minutes alone, Southampton probably did deserve something out of the game. So they're their own worst enemies in some respects because they've got the players there to do it on paper. You know, I've always highlighted they're a bit weak in midfield, but they're not that weak, you know, <laughs> not weak enough to throw away. Well, not, not any weaker than what Southampton are, are they? Exactly, so. exactly. So, yeah, it's um, <laughs> going to be an interesting one with Spurs. I, I can't start, you know... Teams at the minute, Liverpool have said it a lot this year, they're in a transition phase. I can't decide whether Spurs are or not because I think for them to be in a transition phase, Harry Kane's going to have to leave. That will be their transition phase. Um, yeah, this should be the team that's challenging for trophies. And as they were so far, you know, back in the league in fourth, there's no chance of them winning the league. I don't understand why, like you mentioned, the Champions League game, why they didn't go for it. And they didn't. And and they made it so easy for Milan. It was just a strange decision. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, we'll have to wait and see after the international break. But I can't see them sacking him. I just, you know, they might just put up with it for the rest of the season. The next 10 games, just playing for a manager that you, you can't stand. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not going to want to have to pay him off either, are they? Because they're going to have to... Even though he's only got like four or five months left, I imagine, you know, that's still an incredible amount of money. So, yeah, we'll have to yeah. wait and see. But we're going to talk about Leicester next. Really around their season, that you know, this year. Um, I haven't really spoken much about them, but, you know, they are one of the teams that are in, that are in trouble. I mean, they got a half-decent point against Brentford at the weekend. Um which is obviously going to help them. I obviously let know they were actually at the bottom three. Um, but, you know, obviously when you think back five, six seasons ago, <laughs> when they were at the top of the table winning the league, I mean, no one saw that come in. But I definitely wouldn't have predicted that they'd be in the situation they are in now at the start of the season. Um, what's even more weird is that Brendan Rodgers actually kept his job. Mm. Um, to be fair, I think in, in a sense they've probably done the right thing there, not sacking him. He's he's a good manager, and I think you know, I think it's mainly really down to the squad. When you look at the squad, 
you know, they got rid of Kasper Schmeichel mm-hmm. the, the, in, in the summer, and they didn't replace him, did they? You know, no. They went with Danny Ward, who was their sort of understudy to Schmeichel last season. Um, I mean, they bought in that Woot, Woot Vass, the guy who yeah. got sent off against Chelsea. Um, he's probably got more yellow and red cards than clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really... And, and players like Sionchu, who, you know, for two, three seasons was like a solid centre-back. Mm. Just... He got. He's been injured on and off, injured all season, and he's ne- he's never really got into that flow. I mean, their striking options. I think <sighs> Jamie Vardy. He's just. Can you even remember the last time he scored a goal? No, he's not. He's sort of been coming off the bench a little bit this year, hasn't he? Maybe sort of winding down. Um, you know, he, he's he's not getting any younger, but I still think. Based on last season, he had plenty to give. You know, he's still quick and it causes a problem for a lot of defences. I don't know whether he's struggled with injuries that haven't really come out in the press. I know he was injured for a bit, but yeah, he seems to have been back in and around the team, but not starting. So, uh, 20, 23rd of October was the last time he scored. They beat Wolves away 4 0. Um, I don't know if it's down to investment, whether the, the owners are just not investing, you know, Huge amounts of money, but they've got a really, really young team as well. Yeah, they've they've definitely dipped into the sort of under twenty ones. Uh, you've got, uh, I know he's not twenty one, but Jewsbury Hall. Yeah, he's sort of come through that sort of way. And uh, who else? I saw someone else as well. Yeah. Uh, you've got Luke Thomas. Yeah, Luke Thomas. Uh, Justin uh, James Justin. Yeah. I think he's injured as well at the moment. Um. Harvey Barnes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, another academy. So, and, and obviously, you know, they've got James Madison as well, but he hasn't really got the ground running this season, has he? I think in the back of his mind, maybe wanted to leave last summer. Mm. He was linked to a few. Yeah. Well, especially Newcastle. He was heavily linked with Newcastle, wasn't yeah. he? So, I mean, just, where did, you know, they're in a worse position than what Crystal Palace are by far. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you sort of look at their fixtures that are coming up. They play Palace, they play Bournemouth, they're playing Wolves, they're playing Leeds, they're playing Everton. Um, and last game of the season against West Ham at home. Mm. So it's, it's so crucial that they keep picking up points. I think the, the good thing for them is that they have they have still been they've scored the most goals. Yeah. Of anyone in the in the bottom half, they've been uh, a, they've been a real sort of form team, if you like. They've, they've put a bit of a run together and then gone on a terrible run. But just looking at, at their fixtures, they obviously they didn't win for the first seven games, and then they only lost two of the next, I think, nine or eight eight or nine games, something like that. Then they didn't win for five. And then they didn't lose for three games, and now they haven't won for another five. Like it's a yeah. real streaky form that they're on. Um, obviously, like you say, young team. Perhaps confidence is one of the issues. Um, it's 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 difficult to say about their investment because they did so well when they probably didn't have the money that they do now. They bought in the likes of Kante and Mares, people like that. I mean, even Vardy was was cheap. I know he was when they were in the championship before this ownership came in, but they probably looked at that model and thought, 
that's the kind of model we want to use, you know, buying cheap players, sell them for a profit. And it just hasn't worked necessarily, I think, for all of the players that they tried to replace with. So uh, I think they brought Ndidi in to replace Kante. He's been all right, but he's not obviously gone on to Kante's level. Yeah, but he's a, um, good, he's a decent... He's a, dec- he's a decent he's a de- replacement, isn't he? Yeah, he's a decent replacement, but um, I don't. He hasn't really played particularly well this season. I don't know why that might be. Um, it's it's a strange one because, like, I mean, I, I've I've watched Harvey Barnes quite a few times this season, and I think he should be in the England squad. I, I do think he's that good. He's been he's been the standout performer this yeah. season. I think I think he's been you know by far their best player. Yeah, in games uh, they in games that they've looked quite poor, he's still stood out. I mean, it, it, it's the same kind of effect as when uh, Villa were down there, but Grealish was just standing out every week because he, if, we, if we're going to win, he's the reason why. Yeah. Um, and I think if Leicester do win, Harvey Barnes is a, is a big reason why they do get the result. Um, yeah, they didn't replace Kasper Schmeichel. Obviously looked really bad at the beginning of the season. Ward made a lot of mistakes. Kind of pulled it around a little bit. Um, but he didn't play this weekend, I don't think. I think they had did they have Everson in goal or, or someone? But I don't, yeah, Danish I mean, guy. Yeah, I don't think he played um, at the weekend. So that I don't know what what's going to go on there. Whether he's going to see the move in summer or not. But yeah, it's been their transfer policy hasn't been great. They've not bought in particularly like great numbers. They, they didn't buy many people in in the summer transfer window. You think um, Chelsea uh, gave them? 75 million for Fafana. So yeah. It's not like they didn't have the money. Yeah, and I know a lot of the fans are questioning sort of where that's gone. Um, I know they built a new training ground um, that was opened, I think, last year. So some of the money will be going into that. They are investing into other areas of the club. I know the owners are, are looking at other areas, investing in the academy and things like that. So some of it will have gone there. But quite rightly, the fans are sort of saying, you know, we're getting bit, these big money for players, um, where's where are we reaping the rewards? You know, in, in spending it in the transfer window, and and yeah, Rogers sort of hinted at it at the end of last season that he wasn't going to have a huge amount, but I think in his words he said we'll only spend what we receive. So you know, for any transfer going out, effectively that means they're going to spend the equivalent, um, and they haven't. So I'm sure they'll be asking questions about that. But yeah, it's. It's so tight down at the bottom at the moment, but I, I just have a feeling that this is going to be a year where a big club goes down. I said Leicester would struggle this season. Um, I've still got our predictions, Chris, saved on my laptop. Right. <laughs> um, and, and and I said that they would come in the bottom five, I think I said, um, which is looking quite a good bear at the moment. But yeah, with them and West Ham and Everton, to start, although Everton has struggled the last couple of years, at the minute, it's looking like probably one of those three is going to be in real trouble. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one it's going to be. Obviously, you can never tell because two wins in a row and the team is shooting up to twelfth at the minute. But um, yeah, if if Leicester do go down, there's going to be a lot of those players. Harvey Barnes will want to leave. Madison, like you say, might have wanted to leave last well, year. They make a lot of money this summer, won't they? They, they go down. <laughs> a lot of money. So yeah. Um, I don't know whether it would be a, a case of an easy rebuild for somebody if they do go down. Um, it could, um, yeah, spell disaster for them if they do. And um, 
yeah, they're, they're going to obviously want to keep their best talent. So the only way they're going to do that is by putting a decent run together. But like you say, they've got a few teams around them, so I'm, I'm not too worried for them. Um, like I am, you know, Everton or, or actually Wolves, for example. So I, I do think they'll turn it around. I think they'll put a run together and I can see them being fine. Well, that's it for this week's Talking Points. We'll be back in part two with some Wonders of White, a quiz, and a Who Am I? Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's episode. We're going to go straight into the Wonders of White. So, Bakoye uh, Saka, 10 goals, 10 assists. The first Arsenal player in double figures for both goals and assists in the Premier League since Alexis Sanchez in 2016-2017 season. Why me? And he's the only player to have done so in the competition this season. He's out, he, to be fair, he's having a great year. He's um, peak. He's peak Saka at the moment. He is. Um, definitely a starter for England, would you say, on Thursday? Yeah, definitely. I would put him in England's best team. Um, yeah, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed he doesn't turn into another Wilshire or Barkley and, and we sort of burn him out too soon, but he doesn't, doesn't look that way. Walcott. Yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Sheffield United are the first side from outside the top flight to reach the semi-final of the FA Cup since Reading in 2014-2015. Oh. And what a belter of a winner as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And now they can't play half their squad because they're all Man City loanies. Yeah, well, I did see, I did see on the radio that they were going to ask permission uh, to Man City for those players to play. Um, it's not like you know that. They, you know, I, I think City should let them play. I think it's good experience for them. Yeah, yeah, playing a big game. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so Erling Haaland, I mean. He's what, scored that, more that, hat-tricks in all competitions this season than any other Premier League player. So he is on six hat-tricks this season. Uh, he's on two the, this week, isn't he? Yeah, the rest are all on one. Yeah. Salah, Tony, Son, Foden and Trossard are the other five. He is unbelievable. It, is, it, shouldn't, be legal. it shouldn't be legal to have him in, in the side. He's just, yeah. And last but not least, Harry Kane has scored nine headed goals this season in the Premier League, and it equals Duncan Ferguson's record from ninety seven ninety eight season. And we've still got nine ten games to go. Wow! So, yeah. What a mention! Harry Kane started for your first day. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. Right. Let's get on to this quiz. Right. I, I have pre-warned you about yeah, this. Yeah, I've warned. You gave, me, you gave me a difficult one last week. I did, yeah. I did. I'm not going to lie. It was... Um, so this, you did pass, though, remember? You passed. I did. I did, yeah, with, with a bit of help as well. So there, there will be some help if you need it, I think, um, which, which I think you might. But this, this week's quiz um, is based on a show that I actually never get to see, really, because it's on a Monday and it's when we record this. But it's based on Only Connect. I don't know if you're an Only Connect fan, Chris. Uh, I, I, I've heard of it. I'm just not intelligent enough for it. <laughs> yeah, me neither, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, but I've made it football related, so you've got a chance. Oh, so, 
So you got you're gonna have ten questions. Each answer is a sequence, um, and you're gonna to have to guess the next answer. But what I'm gonna do is to give you an extra chance to get some points. I'm gonna give you one point to if you can identify the sequence, and another point if you get the answer to the next one in the sequence. Okay. So I've got an example for you. If I was to say Maurizio Sarri, Frank Lampard, Thomas Tuchel, who's the next in the series? Who would you go for? Uh, sorry, Lampard. So you say sorry, Lampard. Lampard. Yeah, I would say Harry Potter. <laughs> Correct. And what is what is the sequence of that? Uh, so what is it? The yeah. the the Chelsea the previous Chelsea managers. Correct. So you would get two points for that. So I'll just can that be question one? Just, um, no. Okay. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> this can be question one, right? I don't know how this is going to go. You, you might end oh, up... God, I kind of got it, it, you know. Yeah, you might end up with zero points, but you might end yeah, up with all of them. Who Right, question number one, are you ready? I think so. So, here is the sequence. David Batty, five. <laughs> Gareth Barry, six. Vinnie Jones, seven. What's next in the sequence? David Batty, Vinnie Jones, Gareth Barry. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a bit better for you. So I'm gonna say David Batty has five, Gareth yeah. Barry has six, Vinnie Jones has seven. What next? Uh, I will say uh, Patrick Vieira. Correct. Well done. And what is the sequence? Uh, it's red cards. Correct. It's red cards in the Premier League. So, yeah, David Batty got five red cards. Gareth Barry got six red cards. Vinnie Jones got seven. And you could have had Richard Dunn, Duncan Ferguson, as you mentioned him earlier, or Patrick Vieira, because they all had eight. So, well done. Oh, right. Well, points. there we go. I'm happy with that. Uh, that might be it. Who knows? Right. Question number two. Yep. Uh, you've got Alan Shearer in 1996-97, Dion Dublin in 1997-1998, Kevin Phillips in 1999-2000. Who is next? Oh, this is a tough one. Do you know what the... Link- I think I, yeah. Do I, so if I get the answer wrong but get the connection right, do I still get a point? You'll still get a point, yeah. Okay, uh, I will say trying to think. Oh, this is tough. I will say Andy Cole. Not Andy Cole. Uh, but is it is. Premier League top scorers? It is Premier League top scorers, specifically English Premier League. Okay, right, okay. Uh, oh. I'll, I'll give you a point for that already, and I'll give you another half if you can now guess who it is. Okay, that's... I'll say Alan Shearer again. It's not. Okay. It's actually Harry Kane, 2015. Oh, oh right, okay. 
it was a 15-year period where we didn't have an English. Uh, okay, so the the Premier League tops English Premier League top scorers. So yeah. the years that they were okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Alan Shearer obviously in '97, Keon Dublin in '98, Kevin Phillips in 2000, and then it was, we had to wait for Harry Kane in 2016 for the next one. Okay, so you got a point for that. So that's pretty yeah. good. That's not bad going. Question number three: Chile and Germany have one. Portugal and France have three. Italy and Spain have four. Who is next? This is quite difficult. Oh, blimey. Chile. I'm just going to say Brazil. It is not Brazil. It's quite a tough link to get that, but once I think you get the link, you might be able to guess who... Or, well, what nationality is next? So, the link is. So this is half a point. The link is managers, nationalities of Premier League winning managers. Okay, so it's Scotland. It is, it is Scotland. I will give you 0.5 of a point. Well done. Yeah. So Chile and Germany um, have won one. Portugal yeah. have won three. Italy, Spain four. And then Scotland have won the rest, which is 14 in total. Um, number four, it's a little bit easier for you. Um, Julian Lopetegui, Sean Dyche, Ruben Sellers. Who is next? Say them again, sorry. Lopetegui. Julian Lopetegui, Sean Dyche, Ruben Sellers. Who is next? So... Can I guess the link first? Yeah, by all means. To, these are our most recent Premier League managers? They are indeed. Right, so Lopetegui, Wolves, um, Garcia. I'll, I'll give you that. It's Javi Garcia, but I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are correct, yeah. So two points on that one, well done. That is, yeah, the most recent managerial appointment. Obviously, until Crystal Palace decide. That's what I say, yeah. <laughs> um, question number five. Yeah. Your three clues are Gareth Bale, September 2013, Paul Pogba, July 2016, Philip Coutinho, January 2018. Ooh. So, who's next? Who is next? Bale. Pogba, Coutinho. The this is tough because I, I want to say the link is the most expensive players transfer wise, but Pogba went to United, Coutinho went to no. So I'll go. I'll go with. I think these are the most expensive players. Correct. They are the British transfer so, progression. Yeah. Okay. So next would be. God, I should know this. You should know this. <laughs> yeah. You really. My mind's gone blank because I was thinking so much about the link. <laughs> uh, Bale. Do you want them again? Yeah. Bale, September twenty thirteen. Paul Pogba, July 2016, Philip Coutinho, 
January 2018. And then the next one. And you have got the right link there. It's just the British transfer record for progression. Enzo Fernandez. Correct, it is indeed. Enzo Fernandez. That took me a long, long time because I was trying to think, like. Right, yeah. okay. Enzo yeah. Fernandez, January 2023, obviously going to Chelsea, now has the current British transfer record. We should. Okay, question number six. You're doing well so far. My brain is hurt, I'm not going to lie, my brain is hurting. <laughs> this is going so well, I mean, it's going to hurt a little bit more in a minute, but this, this one I think is possible. So, question number six, your three clues are Leicester City three, Sunderland four, West Brom five. That's the city three. Any thoughts on what the link might yeah, be? Yeah, I think trying to get the link first is easier. I think it's the easiest thing to do, that this is tough. Um, oh. I want to I say... Is this... I have no, I, I, no idea. I'm going to go with playoff finals. You're close. It is about promotion. It is, it? It's, um, it's teams relegated from the Premier League the most times. So Leicester, okay. Leicester among, among many other teams, have been relegated three times. Um, Sunderland relegated four times. West Brom were relegated five Norwich. times. Norwich is correct. Yeah. So I'll give, I will give you a point for that. Norwich yeah. is correct with six. Uh, next one now then oh, apologise for this but I was kind of running out of questions um, to ask okay. um, uh, I'm going to have to give you a clue I think for this one but we'll see how we go, yep, go, so go. Clues are Ragnar Klavan Estonia Abubakar Kamara Mauritania Onel Hernandez Cuba you're going to have to say that again Clavan, Estonia. Yeah. Kamara, Mauritania. Hernandez, Cuba. And then next. (sighs) Bloody hell. So this one is probably the most difficult of the lot, but I will try and give you a clue if you're struggling. Uh, can I have a clue, please? Um, yes. So uh, the clue I'm going to give you is um, the next person in the list achieved this while playing for Aston Villa. Don't know whether achieved that this whilst playing for Aston Villa. It's not that much of a clue. But, um, okay. Um, I, yeah, was the one that played for Liverpool, but yeah. I mean, that could be, uh, I am going to say, uh, 
I don't know. This is quite a difficult one, to be fair. Uh, quite a difficult one to even guess. They are quite a random group of players. It's one of those where when it, if it clicks, you're like, yes, of course, that sort of makes sense. You, you know you said Hernandez Cuba. Yeah. Does, is that is that a first name to Hernandez from Cuba? Uh, it's Onel Hernandez. Right. I think he played for Norwich. And I can't remember about Abubakar Kamara. Um, I'll, I will give you another clue. It, it's a goal-scoring feat. So they all scored a goal. And it meant, right, have they all scored like a goal and an own goal in a game? They have not, but it's a good right. guess. Okay. They are the first Premier League goal scorers from each of those countries. So, so there's one more. There is one more to get, and he did it while playing for Villa. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it's Umbuana Samata, our favourite Tanzanian yeah. striker, unfortunately for you. Um, he was the last player to score the first goal for a country, if that makes sense. Okay. He's the only Tanzanian to score in the Premier League. That one was a little bit difficult, but I thought, Oh, well, you made me sweat for it last week. Um, question number eight. She'll find a little bit easier, I think. Uh, your clues are Laurent Robert got 11. Thierry Henry got 12. James Ward-Prowse has got 17. Who's next? So is this most goals from a free kick? Correct. It is indeed. Hey. Most goals scored direct from a free kick. Anything with James Will Prowse in, it's got to be free kick related, to be honest. Uh, so there's someone that's done more. <laughs> there is someone oh. else than that, yeah. Ronaldo? It is not Ronaldo. So you only get one point for that one. It's David Beckham. Of course it's David Beckham. Never heard of it. No. Whatever happened to him, eh? Yeah. He only scored one goal in the Premier League, and that was from the halfway line. <laughs> it's the only one we all know. BA scored 18 goals from, direct from a free kick, so James Ward Prowse needs one more to match. Well, he's going to do that. He'll be fine then. Yeah, yeah. Um, question number nine. Yep. Your three clues are Worthington, Carling, Capital One. What's the next? Uh, so this is the the name, the sponsors for the League Cup. It, it is. So uh, Carabao. Correct. Well done. They also sponsor Chelsea, so it's quite yeah. fairly easy one for me, that one. I forgot all about that, yeah. Although Worthington was a... <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> so. In the past. Um, final question. You have done very well on this, to be honest. I, I genuinely thought this was going to be a week where you don't ask me back on the podcast. Um, question number 10. Your three clues are Kevin Keegan has two, Johan Cruyff has three, Cristiano Ronaldo has five. What is next in the... Uh, is this Ballon d'Ors? It is Ballon d'Ors, yeah. So, well, the obvious answer is Messi. Correct, it is. Leo Messi was seven, yes. I didn't realise Kevin Keegan had two. That's what I put oh, in. Did he? When? Yeah. How? Late 70s, apparently. He, got, he won it two years in a row. So, um, yeah, and then obviously Cruyff got three. But there was a few players that 
have won it two or three times, but Ronaldo and Messi are by far and away the most successful in the Ballon d'Or. So well done. So out of 20, I just need to add up your total. You've got uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen and a half. Well, that's not too that's, bad. That's pretty good going. And you'll see me on Only Connect next <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, if only it were, if only the questions were that easy. I mean, the oh, questions on that program were about ten times harder than those uh, ones. Yeah, I mean, if if Only Connect was football related, I might stand a chance of actually getting one point. But yeah, unfortunately not. Their their football questions would be uh, <laughs> slightly different, I think. If they're if they're related to Umbuana Samata, I might be your guy, but you never know. Right. Okay. Who am I? Uh, okay. So this week's Who Am I uh, has retired. Cool. Uh, okay. So there obviously are clues as always, and we're going to start with Dundee United. Okay. Rangers. Yep. Everton, Newcastle, and then Everton. Oh, two spells at Everton. He did. He had two spells. Oh. Who would have two spells at Everton? I know, right? <laughs> um, so he's got. He's Scottish. I don't. I don't think Dundee United have got. Many foreign academy graduates coming through that team, uh, and he played for Rangers as well. Is that, I mean, there's only one I can think of that's played for Rangers, Everton, and Newcastle. I don't know if he played for Everton twice, and I don't know if he played for Dundee, Dundee United, I should say. I know they get very catchy about the difference. Um, I'm going to go with. I think we've mentioned him twice. This weirdly, time. weirdly we have because you <laughs> mentioned him as well. I was going to say it's Duncan Ferguson. I think isn't it? Yeah, it's Duncan Ferguson. Did he have two spells at Everton? I didn't realize he actually had three. It's uh, well, because he was actually on loan at Everton. It is first time there, but he actually got moved. Sort of. The, the transfer window was a bit different back then. He actually moved sort of after nine games of play for Everton. They actually bought him um, like a quarter of the way through the season. So, so no transfer window back then. What, what a lovely time. Yeah, so he, he played 107 <laughs> games in four years for Everton. And he actually played 123 in his second spell. Scored less goals. Um, and he obviously is currently manager at Forest Green Rovers, so... Yes, he is. Yes, he did take charge, didn't he, the other week? Yeah, I mean, he was not. He's not the most prolific. I'll give him that. But Everton fans love him, don't they? I mean, he's a cult, cult hero, isn't he? He's an, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, he actually played seven games for Scotland. Um, because he actually stopped playing for Scotland in '97. So whilst he was at pretty much the majority of the time that he was at Newcastle and Everton. Second time round, he wasn't playing at national football. Huh. Uh, but yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, weirdly, you mentioned him, and I thought, well, this is strange. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned him once already in the uh, uh, who uh, in the Wonders of White because he beat Her- 
obviously Harry Kane equaled his record. That's where I got it from. I mean, I hope he's not like Beetlejuice because I don't fancy Duncan Ferguson turning up in my house at the minute because I've just scrolled up on his Wikipedia page and it has convictions for physical altercations and burglary attempts at his homes. I don't, I don't fancy that to be honest. He did, he he did go to jail for something he did on on a pitch, didn't he? Yeah, sorry, yeah. an on-field headbutt um, resulted in a rare conviction for an on-the-field incident. Uh, ah, doesn't. He's got four convictions of assault, two from a two from taxi rank scuffles, one from an altercation with a fisherman in a pub, and one from an on-field headbutt uh, on Rafe Rovers defender John McStay. There you go. Doesn't really happen very often. People don't get put in jail for <laughs> doing things on a football pitch, but he's mm-hmm. one of the unlucky ones. Um, yeah, I mean, he won the FA Cup. He actually won Premier League Player of the Month in February of '95 as well. So, he didn't do too bad. He never scored for Scotland. No. But yeah, there's a, f- there's a few ex-players uh, managing down in those leagues. Did you see Jody Morris is managing Swindon as well? No, I did not. Yeah, he's managing Swindon now. I think he has been for a couple of weeks, but yeah, he's there now, so yeah. I mean, his managerial record is is one win in 14 games, so it's not... Yeah, not great. <laughs> to be honest, but you know. Cool. Anything else for this week? Well, it's it's our it's our one hundredth episode next week, isn't it, Chris? And, and uh, we've got the um, view from the sideline derby coming up. Yeah, so we've got so there's no no podcast next week, and so fingers crossed the hundredth episode is the it'll be recorded on the third of April, I think it was I said. So yeah, we might have a few surprises up our sleeve. Um. So yeah, so but yeah, it just so happens that the the Chelsea Villa came a couple of days before. So uh, we planned it. We planned it. We we sent a message to the Premier League at the start of the season, yeah. and and they put Very it. Very strange. Very strange. But yeah, no. So uh, yeah, that is happening. Um, on the so the episode will be out at some point that week. So um, but yeah, hundred episodes. Mad. Still and strong. Well, yeah, I think you you must be at least half of those. I think you've probably been on half at least of them. I mean, that probably says more about you for putting up with me than it does about me. <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, no, I think I think the first one that we ever did was in two thousand and eighteen. Um. So yeah, so it's been going for five years. Nearly five years, like four and a half years. Um, took a short break, sort of, I say short break, nearly a year and a half. Um, but yeah, no, almost at the hundred. But yeah, no, so yeah, that is coming up. Um, but like I said, we'll, we'll do a few different things probably in that episode. Um, maybe bring back some of the old, old, old things that we used to do. Um, so yeah, no, looking forward to it. But yeah, that will be our next episode, the 100th episode, uh, coming the week of the 3rd of April. So we'll see you then.